Let's get a webcam. Yeah, let's get a webcam. Hmm. <laughs> 
Yo, my guy, can you hear me? Hello, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Nice, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to... Uh, it's you. Uh, yo, man, what's up? How's it going? I'm, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. I'm a bit like... I've been sat at this computer all day just like editing stuff, so like... It's, I don't know, I'm, I'm tired, but at the same time, like, I haven't left my room. So, like, Bro. it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Mate, I know how it feels, man. I know how it feels, you know. I just want to say before we start, um, guys, we got a special guy on the podcast today, Ride Music. Um, now, uh, I found this channel literally a couple of days ago, but I had a look on the videos. This is a quality channel here. You have YouTubers who do it for fun and you have someone who you know you can tell just by the channel just by the layout you know they're serious about it so um uh tell us a bit about your channel man because you know I, I could be i could i could you know big up your channel but you're the creator you're the main man so tell us a bit your uh, uh, um, tell us a bit about your channel and, and what you do in there no thank you i really appreciate that man um basically ride started as just like an online music platform and um I started writing about artists in the northeast. So I'm based in Newcastle, mm. in uh, England, and there's like a small hip hop and rap scene. Mm. So I started writing about it, and then it evolved over the years. And to be fair, only like in the last year have I started to like really do video content. Mm, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, like like wow. real video content. So was like, it all blogs? Were you like doing stuff. blogs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I write, I wrote, I write stuff. Dude, <laughs> yeah, um, I wrote stuff uh, like reviews, interviews. Um, so I just try to get to as many gigs as possible. So I had a thing with the O2 Academy where basically like they would let me come and review any sort of hip hop or rap related show. Yeah. So last year I got to see like D Block Europe gigs mm -hmm. um, and a few others. Um, go review that, interview some people. So I got to interview the support a lot of the time as well. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I've been writing for like four or five years, and this is the only year I've done like real video content. Wow, that's impressive, man. Because, bro, your channel is over. You know, you've got over five k subscribers on there. Your channel does it looks really, really good, and your social media. You know, like I said, with YouTube channels, you can tell when um, someone takes it serious. Because I had a YouTube channel back in the day um, for the OGs yeah. out there, and. Um, Fam, it was it was hard. Like I did it for a year. I saw no results, and um, I'm not someone to give up. But with your channel, you said you've been doing it for five years or four to five years, so a long while writing. But then you've moved on. Yeah. To and it seems like you're doing really well, fam. Why do you think that is? Because you know what I'm saying. Like, why why do you think you've seen a massive growth? Where do you think that's come from? I don't know. It, it was mad. Like, obviously, it was it was the slow tie video that really kind of like blew up out of nowhere. I just like he did this thing where he sent out postcards to like people who had like been to shows and stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna do a video about this. Like, fuck it, let's try and do like a real city down video. Yeah. Get the confidence, sit behind the camera. It was like iPhone camera. Let's just do it. And then suddenly, his manager DMs me on Instagram. Slow ties manager. He's like, I've seen the video. It's sick. This was like 900 views, and already I was like, 900 views is mad crazy yeah. and then his manager sent it to Ty Ty comments on it and then like suddenly in about two weeks it hit like 100,000 it just went mad Jeez. and now it's sat at like 120k so like I don't I don't know it just had that one video that blew up and then my subscribers went from like 300 on YouTube to about uh, like 
tune a bit thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's just giving me the inspiration to keep going, really. Um, and I know all the videos aren't going to be like that, though. You know what I mean? That's that's. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens like that. Sometimes YouTube just picks something up and it just goes. Wow. So it was sort of, you know, lucky that you took that chance. What made you have the confidence? Because I know literally, fam, like a couple of days ago, because with Seventh Tier, obviously a clothing brand, and you know you have a lot of um, uh, uh, YouTube videos here. At the beginning, they're, they're sponsored by someone, and you have the, the creator saying, yo, guys, check this out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I want to do that for Seventh Tier. And obviously, I said I did YouTube back in the day. Fam, even that, I understand about the confidence, because I was sh- like, I was like, mm. what do I say? What do I do? Like, how did you get the confidence from writing blogs where people can't see your face to like, fuck it, I'm going to do a video on slow tie. Where did that come from? I don't know, man. I thought like it was something I'd always wanted to do, but I'd never really taken it seriously because I never thought I'd, you know, have the sort of ability to do it. I'm, I'm pretty awkward in the sense that like, I don't think I'm very good at like putting my speech together, but I can write like perfectly, mm-hmm. but it's like stringing the things together. So I just thought, fuck it, let's do it. I didn't think anyone was going to see it. I think that's the most part. It's like, oh, this is a test, you know, no one's going to see it anyway. And if people do, that's, that's awesome. But then suddenly it's like 7,000 likes, 500 comments, and you sat like, shit. And some people will comment essays telling you like what you should have done differently. It's crazy. And you just have to stand there and go like, I don't know. It's mad. I'm glad I did. Like I took that opportunity, but um, I never expected that many people to see it. So I guess the confidence just came from thinking, you know, no one's going to see this anyway. So let's just dive head first and see what happens. And I think like doing about something you're passionate about makes it easier as well. Like I like slow tie, like I listened to him. So there was no like fakery. I could just speak from like, I guess, you know, just like a real place and it was just Mm. easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, man. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Cause you know, like a lot of the time with anything that you love doing, you find this new confidence, you find this new sort of drive, like, you know, we've always, we've always done things that, you know, we don't really like. But when you find something that you love, you know, something comes into your body and you're just like, nah, I've got to get this out, whether it's whether it's creatively, whether it's business, anything. But, um, you know, obviously um, you're from Newcastle and I know yeah. the music scene now, it seems like you focus a lot on like, the UK, specifically London. Um, being from Newcastle yourself, how is that being someone who's basically documenting the scene in video format where you are, you're, yeah, you're, you're basically, I see you as basically someone who makes documentaries. Because the thing is, that video that you did a couple of days ago where um, Look Out For in 2021, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You mentioned, um, uh, what's his name? He's from my end, from Camden. Henshaw, Henshaw. Henshaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Number one, man, how do you find out all of these upcoming people? Because Newcastle's not the place where when someone says music popping off in the UK, it's always London. Newcastle's not that place. How do you find these people? And how do you find, like, small, grown, underground people? Because you're not putting out people who are, like, mainstream. You're putting out Henshaw, who's from Camden, where I'm from originally. Yeah. You're putting out other people like that. How do you find them? Honestly, it's just about having the right Spotify playlist, you know, like if you want to find them, they're out there. If you just do the right research, I'd say like follow, you know, five or six Spotify playlists of, you know, publications that are going to keep updating it with sort of 
publications that are based in those areas. So there'll be someone based in Birmingham doing a Birmingham playlist, yeah? Someone based in London doing like an underground, you know, maybe trap metal, rock rap playlist. Mm. Find the person that's there, follow what they're putting out. And then you're basically, you're there with them is the way I see it. If you want a Scottish rap playlist, I'm sure it exists. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be from that scene. You just have to find someone maybe like me who knows about Newcastle rap follow that person and then suddenly you're seeing the scene kind of through my eyes yeah. so find just find the right playlist respect man respect and obviously you're now doing videos and stuff and i'm sure your blog is still out there how do you feel that people will one day look back at your videos when 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 henshaw's massive because that's one thing i think because obviously i'm doing these podcasts now and one yeah. of these, it may be you, fam, it may be you five years down Hopefully. the line, you've got like 10 million subscribers and, and, and people are looking back on this video. How do you feel that, you know, on this day, someone's going to go back to your video and like, he was the first guy who, who shouted out Henshaw when Henshaw was massive. How do you feel? Like, does that ever come into your mind? That That's kind of the hope, you know, that's what you want. Like, because you back these people anyway, like I wouldn't do these videos on these people if I didn't think, you know, they had the potential to, be that guy, like be that yeah. next big thing. Yeah. So you kind of want that. And low key as well, if they notice you, for example, like Slow Tie's manager, obviously Slow Tie's different because he's relatively big, but these people could always give you an opportunity when they get to that stage. They go, look, mm-hmm. you know, you backed me from the beginning. Do you want to come on tour and, I don't know, video the tour? Or do you want to be a part of my team? So you just put in the work now and you're kind of paying it forward, I guess. And Fingers crossed if, if Henshaw or whoever else would suddenly blew, they'd be like, okay, I need someone to video this tour. Remember that guy who talked about me on YouTube? Shit, maybe get him. You know what I mean? These things can happen because you, you never know who's watching. Max, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, this is how we, I, 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 I managed to hit you up because this yeah, thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, but... um. I want to I want to backtrack now actually because there's there's something that I, I think you said which I don't believe which you said that obviously you're on camera you 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 think that you're awkward and fam you're you're doing great but one thing I wanted to ask is obviously you did writing before how did you actually get into writing from the jump like how did that happen from the jump um I, I did like A level media at college and then I started like a film blog so I just like write about whatever film and and it was pretty pretty shitty but I always wanted to do music so I went to uni did media and journalism and then I just started a ride like the website the blog on like a free wordpress thing Mm. and then I'd just try and get to as many local shows as possible and just write about the people that weren't being written about basically and then like two years down the line you start getting emails from kind of PR companies and things wanting you to go to their shows or speak to their artists and then it just once your name's out there, once your email address is out there, you know, people constantly want you to write about their artists because that's what these PR companies are all about. So um, not, but like backtracking a little bit, English was just kind of the only thing I was good at at school. So like I knew that if I wanted to do something, it was going to be writing and I always loved music. So I just put the two together and and just went for it. Um, but looking back at some of the like older stuff I wrote, like I wrote, I'm sure there's lots of mistakes. I'm sure there's lots of things that I just wouldn't write now. But you know, it's all like a process of evolving and kind of learning from your mistakes with it all. But you've just got to jump in and, and kind of hope that the internet isn't too cruel to you, I guess. 
Yeah, that's interesting that you said about the internet being cruel because one thing that I was watching the other day is, you know, people never want to be that guy who said, yo, you amount to nothing and then that guy does really well. Then they're on the news and they're like, shout out my guy, Fre Frederick, who hated on me from day yeah. dot. Do you ever find that? Because one thing I've started realising that when you do well, fam, people just come out from nowhere. Like people back in the day that, you know, may mm. not have really rated your thing or people that rated your thing didn't or didn't and didn't say it or people who are just finding about you now. With, you know, you saying that it can be a cruel place, have you had that where maybe when you were doing um, GCC, someone would say you'd never amount to something and now you've, you've got 500, you've got 5,000 um, um, subscribers on YouTube. You're obviously no noticed or else people wouldn't reach out to you like slow time. Do you ever get those people coming back to you and saying, yo man, keep up the good work? Like, how does that work out for you? I haven't had that like directly. I mean, obviously there's people that want to support when they see things are going well. So when people started seeing like a slow tie video, like on the homepage or whatever, like people that I hadn't spoke to for years, they'd be like, oh my God, oh, that, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Sharing it and stuff. But like, they didn't really give a shit previously. So it, it's kind of like that. But yeah, th there's always people who um, don't want to see you do well. And especially in, in the local rap scene as well. I don't know, like around your area, if the local scene's like as tightly nip, but if you don't write about someone, it's like fuck ride music. And then, you know, you've got these people who just hate on you for no reason because they don't think that you've given them enough coverage. And at the end of the day, I think that's one of the biggest issues that you can't write about everyone and you can't cover everyone. Like, I think there's more than 13 artists to look out for in 2021, but I can't sit for three hours going on about like every artist that I love. So I feel like it's with up and coming artists actually where you get the most kind of animosity because if you don't mention them suddenly like you're a hater you know what i mean but you can't you can't talk about everyone yeah yeah i respect that man you know it, that's one of the struggles and that's one one thing i want to go into you know because you know what we're doing now i think the difference between us hard-working people and people that grind like us is hard-working people they know that their hard work can pay off we can do this mm. for the next 10 years and we, you know we, it may not amount to anything obviously it seems like you're you're doing really well for a year i just want to say that's impressive that's very impressive because for a year fam, thank you i know my youtube channel fam i think i had like 50 subs <laughs> like yeah like, like like fam five 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 thousand in, um subscribers on, on youtube is great man but what do you find is the struggle what do you find is something which can really, really put you down like when you're editing a video and you're like, nah, if, like, this, it's not working out. What is the main thing which really, really discourages you most of the time? It's just numbers, you know. I, I don't know if you've got a YouTube studio app, yeah? yeah but yeah. it's got this really like horrible thing. It's great, but it's horrible at the same time. It compares your video to like your other videos so you know exactly how shit your video is compared to the, next, the last one, yeah? Mm. And looking at those views will get you down so quickly and you go oh my god that hasn't done as well as the last one like what have I done wrong like it's so easy to get into that mentality and you start then making videos like less out of you know passion and more out of like I need people to watch this really? and it's, it's kind of yeah it's strange because you you're your own worst enemy in the sense that you can see how well you've done here and then if the next video doesn't hit that like it feels like a big, a big issue, but really it's not, you know, some, that's just the way it goes, like YouTube algorithms and 
some people just straight up won't want to see whatever you've made in that video but if yeah. you want to make the video you should still do it it shouldn't be about the views but yeah that youtube studio app's bad man i swear like just seeing the comparison and like oh an hour after you upload this video was this good but this video was like the worst video ever put out and it tells you that straight up and you're like oh shit and then suddenly the views mean everything when really that's that's not the case have you ever fell into that trap then where you're like, I'll just make this video because I know I can easily bang 100k views or, or have you ever fell into that trap or have you, because that's understandable. That's, that's, the, that's, see, yeah, it's understandable. Like, because you've got to think, you know, like we're still up and coming in this. So to, mm -hmm. to sort of sacrifice, you know, hopping on trends a bit, it's understandable. But have you, have you felt like you've had to do that sometimes? And how do you feel? Do you feel like you're betraying yourself a bit or have you not really had to struggle? Have you always been like, nah, this is a video I want to do. I don't give a, I don't care about the, the studio app. What it is, what it is, yeah. Like, obviously, I've only had the one video that's, like, done, like, 100K views, 120K views. What it is is I feel like the content of my videos are always going to be, like, true to me and stuff. But you have to be a bit... You have to play the game with the title, yeah? So... The thumbnail and the title might look a bit clickbaity, but that's just the YouTube game. Like you, you can't have it not like that. So like the slow tie video, the thumbnail kind of looks like I'm going to be tearing him apart, but mm. the video I'm just being basically positive, you know, from the offset, mm. but people will click because it looks negative and that's just life. That's just kind of the way it is. So I feel a bit bad sometimes because the thumbnail looks just bait and i'm like god is that really what i've come to but like you say like at this stage we still need people to discover us so having those bait thumbnails and those kind of you know bait titles is just the way you play the game and it, at one stage you'll get to a point where you don't need to do that anymore and you can just put anything out and have like just the bullet in the obvious title like here is a video about slow tie but you know you have to have oh we need to talk about slow tie then on the thumbnail it says like you know hooligan or you know cancelled or whatever because people click on that shit and it's just the way it is and until youtube changes or i guess until like society changes in a way that they don't want negative shit constantly that's just going to be the way it is yeah i understand that because i know you know you can probably go more into detail about me and i, I do want to touch on that about youtube and how it is being a creator on there because i know youtube apparently i don't know too much because i'm not on there a lot but they really mm. you know fuck you up um but yeah man i understand about that loving negativity because i think us as people i don't know why um but we, we we're more drawn to negative things like i could say a hundred good things about someone but you know the last point and I could say you can improve on that and they're just going to focus on that one point you know and and being someone who's a creative on YouTube what what have you felt that YouTube have really really done a disservice to you on because I know you talked about the studio and a lot of YouTubers say that YouTube you know demonetize videos and stuff have you ever felt like YouTube are sort of in it for themselves or do you think that they you know are just a, a business who obviously need to make money. How do you feel as an upcoming creative? Because I don't really mm. want to, I don't really like asking that question to too many people because most of the time the people who aren't to it are really big and they're obviously going to say YouTube is great because it's, it's, it's doing yeah. well for them. It's doing well for them. But people like, you know, you and me are still upcoming. You're, you're, you're on another level to me because you, you're, you're doing your team proper. But yeah. like, 
How how do you feel? How do you feel about that? I think, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an app, it's a service, and the people that upload to it make the app. So it's kind of not our fault, like not us personally, but if people are going to keep uploading with, for example, bait titles, then that's what YouTube's going to understand. So we're the people giving it. So unless everyone said, look, yeah. let's stop, let's stop this like fakery, let's stop these yeah, yeah. bait thumbnails, it's never going to change. YouTube don't sit there and go, okay, we're going to like pick the baitest stuff to be in the algorithm and, you know, the, the clickbaitiest stuff. But I think, yeah, it's about the people. And as long as, you know, like these UK gossip, UK news, YouTube yeah. channels, yeah, yeah. The, they'll bang views by just having like, oh, here's like Dutch Avelli's Instagram story yeah. and here's the full story about him yeah. being a, a suspected yeah. pedo or whatever. And yeah. I, I could do that if I wanted, but I don't want to sell out like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so easy to do that and just yeah. be one of these like bait channels. Like, it's like, oh, here's here's someone getting attacked or something. Like, why though? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you just do that for views? So until like the people upload and change, I don't think YouTube can really be blamed for like the things that get popular. Mm. Do you struggle with that? Because obviously your content is certified. But when you see, actually, someone does come to mind, but I'm not going to out it. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to out them. I'm not going to out them. But do you do you ever feel a bit salty where you've you've banged work? This video's so it taken ten hours to edit, yeah. and and you've put in your heart and soul, and then you see another YouTuber who's just got a couple clicks mashed up of someone fighting or um heady one versus someone on a plane or something mm. called you know what I'm saying and that video you know gets a lot of views and your one doesn't get as many how how do you feel about that as a YouTuber as a creative you kind of yeah there is a, there is an element of that you do feel a little bit salty but at the same time like it's about integrity really isn't it like you're going to feel better about your content knowing that it's like you know true to you and you've put your heart into it and whether it only gets a thousand views or a hundred views and this other video of you know, had he won on a plane or whatever, gets 100k. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're putting no effort into that. It's no skill. Mm. You know that you've put your effort and skill into it. And it's about what you want to get out of it, really. If you're just in it thinking, like, I want to make a quick, a quick book or something, then do those videos. Like, but if you want to build something, it's going to take time. And I don't think it happens overnight, really. So, yeah, it's about integrity, isn't it? I mean, anyone could shit those videos out, but not everyone does because you know that's just not what they're about yeah. but at the same time I, I love like really creative series like i love the uh wtf drill bars series yeah. like i yeah, think he's yeah. sick like i think it's like i don't know if it's driller tv or drill tv or whatever yeah because he could have easily went down a route of like making like negative drill content where it's just kind of like snapchat videos of, of people getting attacked or fighting or whatever but you know he's actually made something creative out of it yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe more like yeah. I think that's kind of who I was referencing with the Dutch. Yeah, Valley I know. Stuff. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, it is what it is. I guess th these people need to exist though at the same time in a way because people want that like having all this stuff in one place. They want these recorded Instagram videos all in the one spot, and people love drama. So, I guess there's a place for these people still, but it's just not the kind of stuff I want to be putting out. Yeah. I know what you mean, man. And um, do you sort of find the same thing with with social media? Like, is it a thing where with Instagram you have to you you you've put in work on on a post or you know you're just 
marketing a video and stuff and you know that if you put this in a bio like I don't know stuff top 10 fights or something do you ever feel yeah. like you you do you ever feel like I, I've got to sort of sacrifice my integrity a bit to to bring out the clout because at the end of the day although you're obviously sacrificing integrity your video is going to be good it's not like you're you're you're, you're marketing a, a shit video your video is good mm -hmm. do you ever feel like there's a like should I cross there the line should I not yeah, there is a fine line, and I think like it's it's kind of the same with the thumbnail thing, like the Instagram thing. As long as you get them through, and when they're through with the video, they know it's like quality content. Then I think anything's kind of fair game, like to a degree. As mm. long as it's not like completely the opposite of what you're claiming it is to be when they click on it, that's fine. But if you need to be a little bit kind of a little bit bait with it, then that's just the way it's got to be. I think. Um, I used to really care, like in the first lockdown, I put a lot of effort into like building Instagram and stuff. And then I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Like either people follow or they don't. And, you know, if people watch my videos and decide to come through and follow, that's better than me. I used to do the thing where I'd like follow hundreds of people and unfollow them and like comment on loads of people's things on certain hashtags and like really put like the effort into it. I think I watched the Gary Vee video or some shit where he talked about it. Mm -hmm. And then after the first lockdown, I just, I was like, nah, like this is stupid. You know what I mean? If, if you grow, you grow like big, inst like, big YouTubers. Like, I don't know if you watch uh, Will and E from Newcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't, Geordie, he's not needed. True Geordie, True Geordie. They haven't needed to do that. They've built that because their content was what people wanted to see. They haven't had to like force an Instagram account. You know what I mean? Mm. It's all natural. So I think the followers and things like that, they'll come and the viewers will come if you just put out the good, you put out good shit, eventually someone's going to notice it as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, man. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned like the uh, Newcastle YouTubers. Have you ever felt like um, some places get too much attention over Newcastle? Because obviously the UK, it's not big, but London's mm. always, London's always the, the hotspot for everything, it seems like. Have you ever felt like Newcastle slept on? Because we mentioned a couple names, you know, True Geordie, Will and Nee, and there's other YouTubers and other artists that do other things, other creatives. Have you ever felt like Newcastle slept on as a place? Because obviously you're you're from there, I'm not, and yeah. you probably know more about what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, musically, obviously, we just need one person really to, like, break out and really make that connection. Um, there's a guy, Simba Shaw, He's just hit over a million streams on one of his singles. And I think I think I said it in the Artist to Watch 2021 video. He's the, the first guy. He's like the first artist I know from Newcastle yeah. to like do that. Yeah. But at the same time, he's still got quite a Southern accent. So, you know, it's not really the Newcastle sound that's going over. It's just someone from Newcastle, which is, it's a start. You know what I mean? Um, so in terms of the music, I think we just, it's, it's on us really. Um, if we want people from London to notice us or elsewhere, we've got to be as good or better. It happened for Manchester with H and, you know, Bugsy and things like that. And I think in terms of Birmingham with Grime, it's happening too. So I think Newcastle just needs that one person and then more heads all turn towards us and, and um, we'll go from there. So yeah. I think it's coming though. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented people here. They just need to have that breakthrough and, have that kind of opportunity but the thing is that there's just more opportunity in london and down south like for jobs and things like that mm. um like i i apply for a lot of like music industry things and um it's all london 
basically yeah. all Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Respect. And obviously, you, you started this. You started this. Did you say a year? Did you say a year ago you started doing the videos or? Doing, yeah, doing YouTube properly about a year. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, it's obviously going well. We've obviously entered straight into 2021. What is, what's the game plan then? Because, you know, you, fam, like I said, you've done, you've done, you've done well. Like, statistically speaking, like, the numbers show yeah. that the, the people that you've managed to hit, you know, managed to contact you, it all shows. What's sort of the game plan this year? Like, is there anything that you're working on? Is there anything that you'd like to change? Anything that you'd like to add? What's going on, man? I, I just want to, like, just keep, like, some sort of slow growth going and, like, just build a decent fan base, you know? Um, I, I'd love to hit, like, 10K subs. I don't, that's just, like, a nice round number. Um, I'd love to do more, like, in real life interviews as well if yeah, like coronavirus and stuff slows yeah. down yeah, I'd, lo yeah. I'd love to do that and mm. um, but yeah i just want to just keep consistent keep building keep doing like the video essay documentary things and then like i say i want to do more stuff in person and get out there but it's just it's all about coronavirus kind of lockdown stopping that yeah yeah man you know it, it's hard now it's hard especially for creative because you know I, I, you know the plan was to me but it's also far so you're far but i know what you mean the the, the there's there's a there's a difference there's a difference to you know doing it in person and from i can't wait for the day when slow tires got a bit of time and you meet up with him and That's you know it. Yeah, you, you, yeah, could, yeah. you know what i'm saying it's, it's crazy but um one thing i, I want to say before we end this is what advice should you give to someone watching this because we have we have quite a bit of creatives right now who do a variety of things but say they want to do what you're doing or they just want to start a youtube channel what advice would you give to him or her I think just just go for it, obviously. Like, jump in and don't worry about views. Don't worry about who's going to be watching. Just go for it and kind of do it about something that you're passionate about because when people do watch those videos, like, they notice that you're passionate about it and it just comes across a lot better. Um, obviously, plan it. If you're going to do videos like mine, do a little script. It doesn't have to be, like, perfect English. You can edit it after time. Um Get some good lighting. The camera doesn't need to be good either, though. Like iPhone, whatever phone you've got, stick a light behind it. It's going to look better than it did. And, you know, you'll get away with it. Like my most of my first videos were just iPhone cameras. So you don't need like um, money or like equipment, just light, phone, little script. And then you can just go and you'll build something if you speak about something you're passionate about. Awesome, man. Respect. This guy's a Donny. Listen, guys. Listen, I'm I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with people like um like 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 just following all of these mainstream guys. Yeah. Listen, you've got to pay respect. Like this is the thing you don't realize. You're whoever's watching this right now. You don't realize that ten years down the line, like it's gonna be a big thing. Like ride music, it's gonna be big. <laughs> all of these people, like all of these you. artists, all of these artists, like you have to pay respect. So I know this video is probably gonna get fifty views at max. I don't know. I don't really care anyway because the numbers, like we talked about. But check, check, check my guy out, man. Shout out your socials, man, because I want people to, to support. Thank you. It's all at underscore ride music. Um, ride music on YouTube, and you should find it. Or drop ride music slow tie. It should pop up. Um, yeah. It'd be sick if you subscribe. We're going to do videos every week. And it's just me talking about music. And yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Respect, guys. Go check him out. Seventh Tier. Go check out our website, www.seventhtier.co.uk. Instagram, Seventh Tier. Everything. 
Facebook, Seventh Tier, everything. And um, yeah, enjoy the enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Cheers, man. Appreciate this. Lovely stuff.